Let us pray. Lord God, as we gather here today, there is beauty in the air. There is action around us. And there is twirling sometimes in our hearts, sometimes in our lives, and sometimes in our world. We give you thanks for the gift of calm. And may the words of Scripture and the sermon drawn from those words increase that gift in us. In the name of Christ, amen. In an undergraduate course on Hemingway decades ago, I remember the professor pointing out that in some of Hemingway's scenes of war and love and beauty and hope and death, the church is often present, but in the background. A specific scene I remember from class is one to which I've pointed you before, but it has stayed with me these 40 years. In this scene, Hemingway is depicting the experience of Nick Adams during World War I. Nick sat against the wall of the church where they had dragged him to be clear of machine gun fire in the street. Both legs stuck out awkwardly. He had been hit in the spine. His face was sweaty and dirty. The sun shone on his face. The day was very hot. Two Austrian dead lay in the rubble in the shade of the house. Up the street were other dead. But things were getting better in the town. It was going well. Stretcher bearers would be along any time now. Nick turned his head carefully away, smiling sweatily. Though Nick Adams is injured seriously, surrounded by the ravages of war, and leaning against a church wall that can support him in his injury, but is powerless to stop the killing around him, Nick seeks a measure of peace, limited though it be. The sun is shining on his face. He looks straight ahead brilliantly. He turns his head carefully. He is able to smile sweatily at the hope of a stretcher on its way at the hope of survival. In the psalm before us today, the last of Bernstein's Chichester psalms, which have shaped our Lenten worship this year, the psalmist expresses a mood of quiet trust, of calm, of peace on its way. Not unlike that to which Hemingway gave hopeful voice through the character of Nick Adams. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up, the psalmist says. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. 
like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child who is with me. Because this psalm is labeled a psalm of ascents, it is likely written for or out of a pilgrimage, a time in which faithful people of Israel journey up the hill to the holy city of Jerusalem. Ascending the hill on which the temple rests, they journey to lean against the walls of the temple as Nick leans against the walls of the church in a war-torn city. Just, Just as Nick Adams has been stripped of all accoutrements of life, by the death and destruction around him, these pilgrimage, these pilgrims have been humbled by all the losses they have known, by the things left behind by the force of circumstance. O oh Lord, they say, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. Left behind are material things they have known. Left behind are worldly power and treasure, knowledge and wisdom. Left behind are success and accomplishments that they have gone about in or among. Left behind is knowledge or action reserved more for the sphere of God than the sphere of human beings. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. After leaving behind such accoutrements of power and knowledge, the psalmist gives voice to the goal of the pilgrimage. I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. In the shadow of the holy temple, the psalmist, who is likely female, finds calm in one of the most fundamental bonds of human life, the bond between mother and child, between mother and infant. Now notice that the psalmist initially describes this bond generically, almost clinically. I have calmed and quieted my soul, she says, like a weaned child with its mother. She could be describing any child, any mother. I have calmed and quieted my soul like any weaned child with its mother. But in the next line, the psalmist moves this generic picture of any mother with any child one step deeper into the intimate and the familial. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. My soul is like this child that is at my breast. This move on the part of the psalmist from generic mother with generic child to specific mother with specific child draws us into this psalm of calm in a deeply personal way. Because what this psalm does right here is beckon us to seek out those most fundamental relationships in our lives, those most intimate relationships, those people with whom we are the closest. 
through which we seek our desire for tender calm. Throughout the Psalms and at other places in the Old Testament, the Scriptures hold up the calm and peace that can come from such fundamental relationships, not only from mother and child, but from any relationships we have with the people with whom we're close, which are healthy and sustaining. For the sake of my relatives and friends, says the psalmist, I will say, peace be within you. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. May your friends be like the sun as it rises in its might. It is you, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend with whom I keep pleasant company. We walk in the house of God together with the throng. At least one half of the human population, the half to which I belong, will never know directly the experience of holding a child at the breast, of feeding a child, of weaning a child. But by focusing on these other primary relationships of family and friendship, which most of us have, the psalmist is calling us as much as possible to turn to those relationships for the calm we seek. Parent and child, sibling, friend, spouse, partner, those with whom we walk and talk and keep sweet counsel. I'm on a kick of remembering things that I read and was exposed to a good many years ago like this Hemingway material. But one of the quotes I remember hearing a long time ago that has stayed with me all of my life is one that Emerson wrote. A friend, he said, a friend is one before whom I may think aloud. Is there a person in your life who is a friend in such a way that you can think aloud with them? That friend, that relationship is a source of calm and peace. A friend is one with whom and in whose presence I can calm and quiet my soul. In addition to placing us in the realm of our most intimate relationships, the psalmist also places us in the realm of nature as we seek calm. A child being weaned from its mother is certainly an intimate relationship, but it is also a relationship of nature. It occurs apart from cultural trappings. It occurs apart from racial differences. It occurs across religious traditions. It occurs across tribal politics. 
Just as the psalmist has moved from things too marvelous and great for her life, she moves us away from the trappings and the perplexities and the divisions and the power and the pressure that we feel in this world into the realm of nature. Like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. Once he returned home from war to Michigan, Nick Adams sought calm in the lake that he had known as a child. Though he knew a fire had ravaged the shoreline of the lake in his absence, he still returned to the shoreline in search of healing. Just as the psalmist joins pilgrims en route to Jerusalem, Nick makes a pilgrimage to the lakeside of his childhood. Hemingway writes, Nick sat down against a charred stump, looking out over the country. He did not need to get his map out. He knew where he was from the position of the river. His legs stretched out in front of him, much as they had been stretched out when he leaned against the wall of the church injured. And then he noticed a grasshopper. A grasshopper walk across the ground and up onto his woolen sock. He watched the black grasshopper nibble at the wool of his sock with its four-way lip. Carefully, Nick reached out his hand and took hold of the grasshopper by its wings. He turned him up, his legs walking in the air, and he looked at the joined belly of the grasshopper. Go on, hopper, Nick said, Speaking out loud for the first time, fly away somewhere. Fly away. He tossed the grasshopper up into the air and he watched him sail away to a charcoal stump across the road. Nick then stood up. Underfoot, the ground was good for walking. 200 yards down the hillside, the fire line stopped. Then it was sweet fern growing ankle high. The country alive again. Like a mother finding calm from the weaning of her child, Nick Adams finds calm from the grasshopper that is nibbling at his sock. He finds good walking. Sweet fern, the country alive again in this renewal of nature. Go on, Hopper, fly away somewhere. In the third of this very brief three-verse psalm, the psalmist does not reserve the calm that she finds for herself alone. She shares it with the larger communities of which she is a part, the people of God, her family, her nation, 
O Israel, she says, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Though we in this room be only one solitary citizen, though we are only one solitary resident of our community and our nation, the peace we come to know, the calm we come to find, we never hold for ourselves alone. But we are compelled. We are called to share it with others. To let it pass through our immediate circle. To let it pass through our community. To let it pass through our nation. To let it pass through our world. God doesn't give us calm to hoard it or to hold on to it. O people of Israel, O people of Westminster Church, O people of the United States of America, hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. We share this sense of calm with whoever comes our way. Amen.